When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Novel. Before we begin, this series features remarkable stories told by remarkable people. Some of the events they discuss and some of the words they use to describe their experiences can be quite colourful. This programme contains strong language and descriptions of an adult nature. And this episode contains descriptions of conversion therapy and suicide that some listeners might find upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. There was a time that I used to go to the gay nightclubs with a t-shirt that says G-A-Y, God adores you, on the back of it, and, you know, dancing away <laughs> on the dancing floor. People go, you're mad. I said, no, I'm celebrating Jesus right here on this dancing floor because I know that God adores you. This is Reverend Jide McCauley. My church community calls me Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Mama Jide, or Reverend Mother. Jide is a British Nigerian minister in the Church of England and also the founder of the House of Rainbow, an organization that supports LGBTQ plus people of faith. He has an infectious smile and joyous energy, which kind of bowls you over. His story is not just of coming to terms with his sexuality, but of reconciling two fundamental parts of himself. And now he dedicates his life to helping others who want to find the same self-acceptance within their faith. From the team at Novel, this is Call Me Mother, a collection of conversations with queer trailblazers. I'm Sean Fay. In each episode, I'm talking to a different queer pioneer whose story teases out a nuance of our shared LGBTQ history. By telling these stories, we'll show the richness and wisdom of our queer community through the ages. And in each anecdote from the past, we'll find strength for the present day. In this episode, Mama Jide, Rainbow Pastor. I was raised a Christian. My parents were conservative Christians. And in Nigeria, the Christian traditions or denomination is actually the African indigenous Christian movement. These are the communities that actually wear flowing white garments to church. Shide was born in London in 1966, but spent his childhood in Nigeria, where a central pillar of his community was Christianity. In the 1970s and 80s, Nigeria was gripped by a succession of brutal military dictatorships, and so people found solace in religion. The church services in Nigeria were very vibrant, and there could be hundreds of people. It was a vibrant church community, you know, very African-centric, of course, and lots of music, lots of dancing. Our services are very long. It's like four hours or more. So, I mean, when we go to church, 
every Sunday, just the day's gone. <laughs> um, you know, my mom is, she was a wise woman. She will cook for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because, you know, we spend the whole day at church. And it wasn't just that young Jide spent his Sunday in church. Religion permeated his entire life. His parents were fiercely devoted to promoting the faith. My dad in particular was one of the, the leaders, you know, and he's actually a church planter. So he will plant new churches in different towns and cities. And that's part of the reason we also moved around so much. But I grew up in that environment and I took to the Bible like any child of a pastor. And I was very interested in church from earlier on. And also around about age 13 was when I got baptized in Nigeria, it was actually river baptism. So, you know, when you read the Bible that Jesus Christ was baptized in River Jordan, I was baptized in the river as well. Jide had a happy childhood, but a contradiction was brewing. Suffice it to say, conservative Christianity doesn't have a great track record of kindness to queer people. How aware were you of the existence of gay people growing up and... What was the process of you coming to realise that maybe you were a gay person? I've always known that I was different, but I didn't know that there were other people like me. And that for me has gone back to as young as when I was five years old, there was a difference. Um, I had lots of good friends, you know, uh, who were girls when I was growing up. It was because I preferred softness. I prefer soft to play. I don't like to be rough. You know, we got mommy and daddy in the play, I think I feel comfortable being the mummy, if you see what I mean. But I think that the reality is just that I'm responding to something that is very natural to me in terms of what I like. But in the church environment Jide grew up in, he was continuously given the message that the person he felt he was was somehow wrong. Age 13 and onwards, you know, I started to understand that there are passages in the Bible that read literally that says that you cannot be all of these. You cannot have all of these feelings. You cannot be this person. Young people should be protected from the Bible. There should be an age restriction on the Bible reading itself because a lot of young people do not have a better understanding on the interpretation of the scriptures, especially those who are said to have condemned homosexuality. And beyond this cultural condemnation of gayness, in Nigeria, strict laws against LGBTQ plus people meant Jide had to conceal his true self. Even to express it physically would have been scary because in Nigeria it's always known that homosexuality is an abomination. We've always had the penal code from the British Empire that says that kind of knowledge against the order of nature is punishable by 14 years imprisonment. It was the British Empire which colonised Nigeria which then introduced the first federal law against homosexuality in 1901. And also in Nigeria, in the northern states of Nigeria, under Sharia law, you will be stoned to death. And it doesn't matter whether you're a child or a teenager or an adult. These rules and laws that can literally destroy your life. So there is no way to have these conversations. There are no trained counsellors that understand same-sex relationship. None of those provisions are available at all. So young Jide pushed down his true feelings, his true self, as much as he could. 
He focused on fitting into the religious structures he was born into. And then, in 1986, Gide moved to London, aged 21, for a change of environment. But in London, I still spent a lot of time within the Nigerian community, within the church community, the same church community that I grew up with in Nigeria. At this point, Shide was sadly already well-versed in suppressing his sexuality. He believed it was something he could control. I was still struggling with my sexuality, and there was a point that I also believed that homosexuality is an abomination. I believe it's a sin. So I committed myself to a life of prayer to ask God to kill me. I do not want to be gay. Shide did the only thing he knew to do. He turned to the Bible for help. We believe that Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in order for him to defeat Satan, to defeat all these unwanted things. So I believe that by doing so, I will be cured of my sexuality. People in Gide's community commonly prayed and fasted as a way to ask God for help, mostly for just a few days at a time. If the matter is even more serious, you fast and pray for seven days. But a whole lot of seriousness is when you fast and pray for 40 days. Which is exactly what he did. I mean, the whole experience led me into believing that after 40 days, when I asked this beautiful girl in my church community to be my girlfriend, and when she said yes, I said, yeah, I'm no longer gay. This is a miracle because I have a girlfriend. Soon, Shide's girlfriend became his wife. The couple had a quiet wedding when Shide was 24. In a strict Christian community, this was the natural progression of things. The couple had a son, and Shide continued to be a key part of the church community. But inside, he was struggling. I could not manage this relationship. My sexuality was very strong that I just couldn't do it. Shide had tried ignoring his sexuality as a child. He tried praying and fasting it away. And then he tried masking his true feelings with a heterosexual relationship. And nothing worked. It was never going to work. Because, of course, being gay was not a choice. It was who he was. Eventually, in 1994, Gide knew he could no longer hide his true sexuality and decided to leave his wife. It was very painful. And um, I felt I was going to lose everything. I was threatened by so many people. I was threatened that I'll never see my child because my child at the time was about a year and a half old. And then there was the church, the foundation of his life. When they found out I was gay, I was excommunicated from church. So the journey went on and on. By finally accepting who he was, Shide had paid a heavy price. All the stability and support in his life was suddenly gone. That took me to a dark place in my life. There are multiple times that I have not only just considered taking my own life, but I have tried to take my own life. So it's not an easy process. But from this place of darkness, Shide found the strength to start his life over in the way he was meant to live it. That's coming up. After coming out as gay in 1994, Gide began to explore his sexuality 
and build a network of gay friends who supported him. Slowly, he was finding some of the stability he'd lost. But he missed church life and the spirituality. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality that came with it. And so, about two years after he came out, he decided to try and find a place for it in his life again. There was a particular church that I was following on radio and television. I kind of liked the vibe that I was getting from the church, so I decided to go along and try out. This church was quite different from Gide's conservative upbringing, but still not a safe place that accepted gay people. When I went to the church, I wanted to have a church community. I wanted to have a church family. And at the same time, I'm also aware that I'm gay. Now, what I did was that I kept my gayness away from the church. Then I had friends who were Christians and friends who were gay. I kept them apart. But doing so was so destructive. My Christian communities are so strong that they visit me in my home. So I made sure that any book, any artwork, anything that can tell that I'm gay is out of the way. Of course, you know, with, with my gay friends, maybe I can relax a little bit. But the reality is that it got to a point where I had to stop this charade because I cannot always remember what story I told my Christian friends or what story I told my gay friends so that I can continue with one mind. In 2000, Shide's double life was shattered for him when members of his church found out that he was participating in a documentary about homosexuality. I was reported to the church leaders and they called me in for questioning. They called me in for prayers. And this moment of prayers took weeks. They would lay hands on me and sometimes they would hit me. Sometimes I'm beaten with materials. And I think that what they're saying is that we are beating the homosexuality out of you. We are beating this demon out of you. This horrific treatment, abuse described using the term conversion therapy, is still practiced by some groups on LGBTQ plus people in the UK and around the world today. And for Gide, it meant stripping away all the purpose that he had rediscovered in joining a church community again. When I joined the church community as well, you know, I gave myself in service to the church. So I was part of the pastoral care team. I was part of the children's ministry. I was part of poetry and drama ministry. I was part of the catering team. At every single department that I joined, I was withdrawn from it. 
And that shattered me. I was called contaminated soil. I was called the child of the devil. I was told that I was from the bottomless pit of hell. You know, that kind of thing. I mean, it was very painful. After months of this treatment, Shide left the church. It felt like being ripped away from his family once again. And so he made a resolve to stay away from churches altogether. And that's exactly when he found the kind of Christian community he had been searching for. I decided no more church for me, but I will go when I feel like. But there were a group of friends that were visiting from South Africa to London, and they introduced me to the Metropolitan Community Church in Camden Town, London. And I was blown away because here is a church community where LGBT people are not just welcome, but celebrated. The Metropolitan Community Church had a long history of supporting queer people. It had set up an AIDS program to offer nutritional support to people living with AIDS in the early 1980s, when the disease first emerged. Before civil partnerships were legalised, it used to hold a blessings tent at London Pride for same-sex couples in the early 2000s. Shide decided he wanted to learn more about this inclusive kind of faith to understand how he might practice and lead people in it himself. I went to the US, uh, I went to the Pacific School of Religion in Berkeley, California, where I did a lot of studies about what the Bible says from Genesis through to Revelation. We studied all the different parts of the Bible, especially those texts, you know, that have been used to demonize homosexuals. I studied them so much that seriously, it's like the scale dropping off my own eyes and understanding that God loves gay people, but the world and those conservative ideas is the ones that are putting gay people down. Through his studies, Shide came to believe that English translations of the Bible actually contain centuries of interpretation and misinterpretation, with conscious choices to keep LGBTQ plus people and others oppressed through religious means. The original words, when viewed with a more liberal eye, can be seen as far more open and inclusive. This was revolutionary to Gide. He'd found a way to reconcile faith and sexuality and empower these two keystones of his identity to coexist. When I trained with the Metropolitan Community Church, you know, I was able to reconcile my faith and my sexuality. And I just wanted to tell the whole world. I wanted to tell LGBT people how much God loves them. And with this newfound self-assurance, he knew exactly what he wanted to do next. I said, I want to go back to Nigeria and start a church community in Nigeria. That is really how House of Rainbow started to create safe spaces for people to fellowship, to have a better understanding of their own journey with God. Jide established House of Rainbow in Lagos, Nigeria in 2006. The vision was for an inclusive church, a safe space for worship for LGBTQ plus people. But when we got to Nigeria, it was a whole different game altogether simply because we were faced with a community that is not just traumatized, but human rights violation, health crises, mental health issues, homelessness, and people were being fired from their jobs day in, day out. These were the communities that I'm faced to take care of. Because of the lack of rights for LGBTQ plus people in Nigeria, the queer community Gide served didn't just need faith. They needed pastoral care and advocacy too. But of course, you know, I step up and I started to speak out. 
And of course, the Nigerian media became very much a lot about the fact that there is a reverend from London, of course, of Nigerian heritage, who is now in the country, started the gay church. And soon, Shide got involved in the country's latest debate about homosexuality. The Nigerian government had just proposed something called the Same-Sex Marriage Prohibition Act, which sought to nullify gay marriages of Nigerian citizens that took place overseas and civil partnerships within the country. Jide went to parliament to speak out against it. Even though I was there, I was representing my clergy status, I was representing the gay community, it didn't go down well. I was on the front page of every newspaper in Nigeria. My life was threatened, I was in danger, my home was vandalized, I was attacked in the streets of Nigeria, I was forced to return to England for my own safety. The 2006 bill failed but was brought back and passed in 2014, meaning same-sex marriages are not recognised in the country and married gay people could face a prison sentence if they travel there. To this day, homosexuality is illegal in the country. There's a lot of discussion about LGBTQ plus rights in places like Nigeria, but also just anywhere that was colonised, about how colonizers, particularly British colonizers, introduced penal codes that were the start of the kind of legacy of the homophobic laws that exist there now. And then just as Britain starts to kind of get its act together on LGBT rights, white British people will look at African nations or Asian nations and say, well, they're really homophobic. What do you think about that, about whether or not we should all be having more of a conversation about that history? Homophobia did not exist in Africa before the colonizers came. Queer people were able to live their life. We have names to describe queer people in positive ways in Africa or throughout the global South. But colonialism and religious fundamentalism changed all of that. That is problematic. And unfortunately, the religious communities hang on to this. And it breaks my heart that the religious communities are not courageous or bold enough, you know, to stand with the truth in this matter. So unfortunately, Nigeria is on a pathway of this destruction for its LGBT citizens because a lot of people are going to leave the country or do crazy things in order to survive. After being essentially exiled from Nigeria for standing up for gay rights, Jide returned to London, deflated. But being in exile from Nigeria, he realised he could still support LGBTQ plus people of faith. I started to think, we have to do more. We have to do something. We cannot allow this just to, to go down like this. So we started House of Rainbow in London. In my front room, I was living in Leighton at the time. In 2010, Shide brought House of Rainbow back to life. But instead of a church in Nigeria, it was now a grassroots operation run from his flat. So there were about seven people. It was sometime in April we came together and we started meeting once a month. And by summer, the congregation was growing. We had to put up a gazebo in the garden. Soon they outgrew the gazebo too and began to use a local church hall for the group. Now, House of Rainbow offers support and community to many people once left out of society. We provide support for people living with HIV. We have a community that supports black queer women. We have a community that supports migrants 
particularly people that are seeking asylum, you know, whether it's in England or anywhere in the global north. I mean, if you're fleeing your own country of origin, you know, we will look to support you. And the part of that reality means that, you know, we have a mission that is far bigger even than our own vision. Alongside his work on House of Rainbow, Shide trained as a minister in the Church of England in 2011. And in this role, he wants to demonstrate how far he's come in accepting his identity as a gay man of faith. There were no openly black gay priests in the Church of England. So when I trained with the Church of England, I was already out and gay and proud as a black man. So when I came to train with the Church of England, I wasn't going into another closet about my sexuality. And of course, it's undeniable that I'm black, but I'm also not going to deny the fact that I'm gay. A lot of LGBTQ plus people who grow up with any faith and belief in God, for some gay people, LGBT people, their reaction to this is the faith that I put my trust in, the God that I put my trust in has failed me or has abandoned me. And they become atheists. They have nothing more to do with religion because their experience of some forms of it have been so bad. Why was it, do you think, that you have maintained, despite all of this, a relationship with God and a religious faith? You know, I want to say straight away that God has not failed me or any LGBT person. I think that those religious leaders who are fundamentalists and conservative have failed God. They have failed God by terrorizing innocent, lesbian, gay, bisexual people. There's a scripture that I love so much in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, that says that do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, but rather repay with a blessing. For this is why you are called that you might inherit a blessing. To be a Christian is not easy, especially if you are lesbian, gay, bisexual. It's not that easy because so many things were thrown your way, but above all is that love. I remember the time when I was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Then I went on to marry a woman thinking that's the right thing to do. I wish I found a community like House of Rainbow. I would certainly say to young today, be fierce. There are people that are going to stand with you. And of course, there are going to be people that want to pull you down. But, you know, stay strong and be happy. And of course, you know, the young today would know that he's going to go to pride and he's going to shout to the crowd and say, J.Y. means God adores you. <laughs> Things like that. So. <laughs> it's good to be here at Pride. I'm so excited. You know, there are many people around the world that cannot celebrate like we're celebrating today. But I want us to, you know, send greetings to them by saying to them, God adores you. If you've been affected by the issues raised in this programme, you can talk to someone in the UK by calling the Samaritans on 116123. In the US, listeners can call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline on 1-800-273-8255. And you can find helplines local to you around the world at befrienders.org. Call Me Mother is hosted by me, Sean Fay, with production from Pippa Smith. 
Rosie Collier, Sean Glynn, and Max O'Brien are executive producers. Research by Megan Oyinka. Production management from Shuri Houston and Charlotte Wolfe. Austin Mitchell is our creative director of production. Mike Lee Rao is our managing editor. Gavin Haynes is our head of development. Willard Foxton is our creative director of development. Sound design, mixing, and scoring by Daniel Kempson. Music supervision by Pippa Smith and Nicholas Alexander. Our theme music is composed by Eli Block. Special thanks to Saskia Edwards, Oren Rosenbaum, Shelby Schenkman, and all the team at UTA. For more from Novel, visit novel.audio. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.